You know a lot about golf. Time for us, those weekend golf guys, and it is time for golf. Amen and hallelujah. It's about time. Masters weekend is upon us. Masters time. Master time. Masters time. Master, masters. Now, we're going to tell you up front that we record this show a few days before the weekend. Little inside radio here. So we have no idea who's leading in the Masters, so for the most part. Well, the other thing for this weekend, especially that we're going to record it this week uh, a little bit sooner, is because I will be the senior Masters correspondent on site this weekend. For who? Oh, for us. Uh, That's right, because... (laughs) Because this is another thing, too. Um, Woodhaven Country Club, which is one of the country clubs here in town that we uh, partner with during the course of a year. And we will be uh, doing our first live Sunday show of the season, which you can uh, listen live here on uh, 96, was it 96.1? It's the Big X Sports Radio FM or 1450 AM here in Louisville. Or you can, of course, go to thoseweekendgolfguys.com and listen to it live as it happens at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. Or uh, your third choice is any podcast site in the world. Apple yeah. Podcasts, Google right. Play, uh, Stitcher, Audio Boom. Uh, Seems like we're everywhere. We are everywhere. Wherever <laughs> podcasts are available, you can find us there. So uh, there's no escaping us or no excuse. Oh, come on. Branson, Missouri's trying to get me again. What can I say? <laughs> so, um, you know, I think they, they keep calling off for me like free golf. All I have to do is buy like seven nights stay. <laughs> and it's like, no, thank you. I am going to go to a couple of golf resorts this year, but they're going to be close to the ocean. I will be doing no golf in the mountains or the prairies. Yeah, Just I the oceans, the, white with The oceans gold. are a bit warmer is yeah. to go south don't go to the yeah. north part of the ocean let's stay away from the well, you know upper west and upper east side even country. the upper east gets warm enough in august like, well that's when i'm going there's a very nice uh new spiffy golf resort in maine no less so um i called them and i said hey i'm coming to maine can i come play and they said sure we'd love to have you so there we go going to be doing that i wish i remembered the name of it before i brought it up but we're going to be doing that and um, we're also going to be adding because it is the season i mean this is spring break for a lot of people uh, spring break season anyway <laughs> last week this week next week whatever um, we're going to be doing some travel stuff throughout the course of the year got some folks who are avid golfers and avid travelers and they said hey we'd like to do some reviews for some golf they're they're easing us for free golf basically is what they're doing but that's okay because then we get to tell all of you exactly what kind of a course xyz golf course in east dishrag nevada is going to be like you know so whatever so that's what we're doing some of the plans coming up for the future here on Those Weekend Golf Guys. I am John Ashton, by the way. I haven't told anybody that yet. He is Jeff Smith. He is a golf instructor par excellence or subpar excellence, below par, under par, uh, you know. You know, I'm not sure how we really want that said. I know. Under par is good in golf, but in anything else, it's kind of a negative, isn't it? Yeah, uh, usually. Yeah. yeah. Above average and under par. So. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, English is such a strange language, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I'm glad I'm not having to learn it as a second language. We have uh, talk about golf. We're, we're just getting so excited. Um, one of the things that we're going to talk about is is uh, fashion, because you know I am such a fashion maven. You can it tell. shows. It shows. <laughs> Doesn't it, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's a ticket. <coughs> Excuse me. You're, yes, certainly. All right, so it's been difficult for you to teach at home. I mean, in, yeah. in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, you've been. Well, you know, the indoor thing is a whole lot easier, you know. If, yeah, but those of a... us who've been able to, fortunate enough to teach indoors, we can we can do that. But there's just, the, the ground is so wet. It's yeah. just. Uh, yeah. Lift clean in place. Yeah. Yeah, try to, you know, when your ball lands, half the time it's plugged. Yep. 
You know, you got to <laughs> clean it off. Mud balls. The most frustrating thing in golf, and I don't care, you know, you, there, there's a whole long list, a veritable plethora of frustrations that you face when you play golf on a regular basis. But the most frustrating thing is playing in cold, wet conditions or wet conditions in general, or they have to be cold. And you hit a perfect drive straight down the middle, nice and high. And it comes down and you go to where you think it should be and you can't find it. Are you speaking from experience? Yes, I am. I have lost balls in the middle of a fairway Uh because the ground is so wet and the ball is coming down at such an angle and speed that it plugs. Yeah. And you can't find it. Yeah. I understand that. I have played in those kind of conditions. And, you know, the truth is, is that you, you estimate your usual carry distance and you walk forward 40 yards further and drop a ball. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> let me that comes from that's that you have your golf uh um rules official hat on when you say that right that is the official way to that's, do that that's, that's right? it yeah yeah do it that way yeah do that's the ticket yeah, that's a ticket <laughs> look that ball cost you 350 <laughs> and Gosh, you better make the best of it. (laughs) You got that right. Let's talk about some more frustrations. Let's talk about some more rules. Let's talk about some things that are changing uh, this year, finally. Yeah. Uh, Not that we ever followed them to begin with, but it'll be nice to know that we don't have to make sure no one's watching when we do it anymore. That and a whole lot more is coming up. We have an entire hour of golf stuff. We are those weekend golf guys, and we're coming right back. Hey, you want to see exactly how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith is? It's real simple. Go to $5golfclub.com. Use the number five. Hey, Jeff, I got a letter, $5 Golf Club. It was addressed to you, but it came to me. But it said, Jeff, man, I took your advice from the show twice. One, you advised me to join $5golfclub.com. I did. Two is you advised me to buy the best ball I, I could afford, and I'm getting those Strixons, Keystars. I'm paying about 36 bucks a dozen for them. So I used to lose two balls yeah. a round, and I played a round a week. That's eight balls a month. That's $24 oh. a month. He said, after some of the lessons at $5 Golf Club, I'm not losing that many anymore. I lose maybe three a month. That's nine bucks. Ooh. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I think that's good math. It's good math, man. He's spending nine bucks on lost balls, five bucks on us. That's fourteen bucks. He's still making a ten dollar profit. <laughs> that's right. Go to fightalligolfclub.com. Listen to me and make money. How do you like that? Hey, we're back those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave. Yep. If you want to learn any golf from Jeff, you can always do that. $5golfclub.com. Check it out. Do hope that also that you took us up on our offer to um, sign up at DraftKings for the Masters, the $100,000 oh, yeah. Masters contest. Yeah. And we want to apologize. We've had words with the folks at DraftKings because they said, use the code weekend and get, well, you yeah, can nice get in, but you don't have to use the code weekend. Everything works. So they'll come back to us and say, none of your listeners signed up. And we'll say, yeah, pshaw, yeah. that ain't yeah. right. They have uh, made a few changes in the rules. They have. Yeah, for the first time in, what, 387 years or something no, like that. No, no, <laughs> come on. It's only been 40. <laughs> no, they've done some good things. I don't think they went far enough on, on one issue, but I do commend them. Here we are most of the time, you know, me, Mr. PGA, and – and uh, not necessarily a lover of the USGA's uh, officials and how they take their stances. But, boy, I'll tell you, this time I think they've done something, you know, certainly in the right direction because they went after some things that made it so that you can play the game faster. There you go. Simple things, simple, simple things like changing a rule from from looking for a ball from five minutes down to three because uh-huh. we all know when you get there if you haven't found that dude in three minutes you ain't finding it in the other two no so i mean just think about how many times you play golf with the guys you play with and how many balls you guys spend looking for five whole minutes and then some because that thing's pro v and <laughs> that's right three fifty cent golf ball brother i'm staying right here right i'm not going anywhere <laughs> And I, and I think they did the right thing there. And I also think 
that they did the right thing on the leaving the flag stick in. You don't have to. Oh, when you put no penalty. Yeah, there's no penalty now. Okay. You know, it either goes in or it doesn't go in. And if you're, if you decide to leave it in and you bang one pretty hard and it bounces off that flag stick and it doesn't go in, it isn't in. And that's your own dang fault. From a pace of play standpoint, from the casual round of golfers, that process right there of tending the flag stick and the time spent of pulling the thing out and laying it down on the ground, putting it back in and, and having everybody go through that official thing. Well, now all of a sudden, if the flag stick's still in, now you don't have somebody on every hole waiting to go line up his putt because he's tending the flag stick for the other guys. Yeah. But it's really, it's the, I'm going to stand there for two or three minutes waiting for two or three other guys to go line up their putt. And then I'm going to put the flag stick down and then I'm going to line up mine. And that's where that thing is, is that you don't have to do that anymore. So that's a good pace of play thing. So I'm, I'm, you, you know, you got to give it to them on a couple of those. Yeah. They're thinking, they're not thinking about us pace of play because how many times have you actually, was it one or two stroke penalty that if you, sunk your ball in a hole without taking the flag stick out too yeah how many Close. how many times have have you not Never written you that down. but how many yeah how many times uh you know i, I have done that and the guys i play with go oh that's a two-stroke penalty and i go yeah right okay sure it is yeah. <laughs> right down four yeah. or you're walking in <laughs> right yeah yeah i don't care if we're on number eight and it doesn't go back to the clubhouse <laughs> yeah, I will be sure to make sure that I count those two extra strokes because I hit the flag stick that you didn't pull out for me. Right. Because this whole walking up to the flag and walking back, I mean, up to the hole, and, and nobody knows how to put the flag down in the correct place anyhow. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's just a hassle and a half that's unnecessary. Yeah, now I didn't read whether they had anything to do with whether they changed anything about if you take the flag stick down and lay it on the green mm-hmm. and if somebody's ball hits it, then I think that's still a rule in play because it actually affects the shot. Right. You know, because otherwise people would on the downhill putts, they would just put the flag stick right behind the hole and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure that one's still going to be in there. Okay. So I know don't get your, don't get your hopes up there, brother on, I can put anything I want with a flag stick and I'm not getting penalized. No. No, you just Swatting have to keep it, it keep it out the way. Yeah, yeah, keep it out of the way. Also, now you can you can move the ball on the green. Yeah, and if it moves, you just put it back where it was. You don't. Yeah, that's don't have the that, Dustin uh, Johnson rule, right? Yeah, and uh, and what's her face, Paula? Yeah, Lexi Thompson. Lexi. Lexi yeah. Thompson. Yeah. I don't know who would have made mention of the rule. I know some people do. Some people are sticklers for the rules, but still, the pettiness of a competitor looking at somebody they're playing with whose ball moves a quarter of an inch going, ah, 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 your ball moved. I mean, come on, give me a break, right? Yeah, I I think in normal course of play, you've just hit it right on the head. But, you know, back to that situation with with Lexi Thompson last year, you know, and that cost her the, you know, and then she goes off and makes four more birdies, gets herself in a playoff after after that penalty. Yeah. And then it's unfortunate she lost in the playoff. So it actually did affect her, you know, her outcome. Yes, it did. Um, but the truth was, is it wasn't even her fellow competitor. The the people who were on the green did not see that. No, at all. somebody at home in a living room watching it on television. And then zoomed in on the, the who in the world? I want to know to go back to that situation. I want to know who told somebody to use the zoom in camera so that they could see that better. Yeah. I want to know who's trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. There's some gotcha guy out there that controls the media camera that said, we want to watch that zoom in on it. Yeah. Now, wait a second. Where's the scrutiny on every other player in the tournament for that same thing? You know, she's bending over leg up and back leg up in the air, bending down, grabbing the thing, marking the ball, putting it back down. She thinks it's in the same place, even though she came at it from a slightly different angle. Yeah. Right. She thinks the ball's in the same place. Every player that does that does it every single time. Why is it that somebody can go point the camera at that one person and go, hey, we're going to watch that one. We're not going to watch all of them. We're not going to watch all of them off every player. We're just going to watch that one. We're going to zoom in, and then we're going to make a decision on what we saw. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. Totally unfair and can't be done anymore. We've got more we're going to talk about golf all for the rest of this program. Actually, it's what we do. 
Yeah, sort of. Yeah, we are those weekend golf guys. Be right back. Don't you worry. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 of pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-554-4183 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-554-4183 to take your call now. Call 800-554-4183. That's 800-554-4183. Again, 800-554-4183. I got an email just the other day. Guy said, John, how much does it cost to join $5 Golf Club? Yeah, that's what I said, too. $5, hence the name, $5 Golf Club. All right? It's not just $5 to get in, and then we hit you with more. No. $5 this month, next month, and every month that you feel you need to become a member and stay a member to get to where you want to be in your golf game. Whether you want to break 100, break 90, break 80, break 70, whatever your number is, Jeff Smith has the videos there now and new videos coming every week that will help you accomplish that goal. Okay? $5golfclub.com. Use the number $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. $5 a month. Phenomenal golf instruction at a ridiculously low price. That's us. $5golfclub.com. And we're back. Those weekend golf guys, John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there. And we just started talking about new rules and old rules and rules that tick us off. And we had to step in and calm Jeff down a little bit, but he can uh, probably communicate this now without screaming and using the four letter words he used just a moment ago but <laughs> but there is a rule man and and as you mention it 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 affects you guys more because you actually play by the rules more often in competition True. if if i hit a ball down the middle of the fairway and it winds up in a divot i'm going to move it i'm going to move it because i don't need that extra challenge you just look at that like it's an unfair thing exactly no. it is unfair you know, if, look, if I if hit I'm a divot playing... on the on the green, I can fix it. Why can't That's I right. do it in a fairway? That's right. Here we are talking about the general thought of one of the basic tenets in golf: play it as it lies. Right. Right. You just mentioned the difference between play it as it lies in a fairway, play it as it lies on the green. Right. Now we can play it as it lies on the green, except we get to fix stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. We can plow yeah. a ball into a green, and the thing can be sitting in its own pitch mark. Yeah. And we get to lift the ball, fix the thing, put it back down, smooth surface. Yes, indeed. Got it. Right. We all know there's a difference here between greens and and, and rest of the golf course. Right. But under that general thought of play it as it lies, now they've done something that blurs the lines and it irritates me. Uh Uh-oh. I'm going to hit a ball and I'm going to hit it down the middle of the fairway and I'm going to wind up in the next and somebody's divot that played in front of me. All right. So I'm either in a sand filled divot, which is by anybody's stretch of the imagination ground under repair. Okay. Or it's just going to be where it's not sand filled yet because it's just fresh. Uh-huh. Now, all of a sudden, I just have to deal with it, right? Uh-huh. Stinks to be me for hitting a good shot. Serve Bye. you right to suffer, baby. Serve you right. Right. The same ruling body that says that I've got to play that ball. They also say, That if I hit a ball into a red hazard or yellow hazard, if I hit a ball into a hazard where balls aren't supposed to be played from, you know, that penalty spot, Mm -hmm. I can now move stuff so that I can play my ball. I can move sticks and rocks and all kinds of stuff within the hazard. Now, wait a second. What happened to play it as it lies? What's going on here? Uh, Is this a rule for just the average guy? Because the average guy hits more hazards than the tournament player usually? Is that the case? What are we talking about here? Why would we essentially penalize a player for hitting a good shot and making him take it out of there and not penalize the player for hitting it into someplace bad? Come on. Either don't make that rule or, you know, and leave it like it was and it's a penalty and you can't do anything or do it both ways. 
if you hit it and it's in a bad spot, move it, let it happen. Yeah. Just like you're doing just, you know, I mean, come on, you got to be consistent here. It's making me nuts. So there, that's my okay. G-rated version of my <laughs> thoughts on that. And and I appreciate <laughs> and appreciate you using the word irritate instead of the other yeah. words you used when yeah. we were off the air. <laughs> right. Angered. Angered. Frustrated. Yeah, those aren't them either. Um, <laughs> one of the things that confuses me is, um, you know, the whole idea of like dislodging something or moving a leaf or a twig or things like that. Is that rule been relaxed? Is that what you're talking about? Or no. is that still what, no, no, what no, the no. hell is that? You can move stuff if you're actually in a hazard, you know, like sticks and twigs and, okay. and, and stuff and rocks and just yeah. junk in your way. Okay. Okay. You can move that, but you couldn't do that before if it was in a hazard. Yeah. But what if I just hit it into the rough and there's leaves underground the, the, and twigs and underground and stuff are now loose impediments and we, they're completely fine. You just, if they're not fixed nor growing, uh-huh. then you can just pick them up and chuck them out of the way. Okay. Now you can do that. Essentially what they did is they did that for hazards. Okay. I get it. All right. That, you know, that's, that's the way that works. Loose impediments. Loose impediments. Right. Mm-hmm. Neither okay. fixed nor growing. So can you imagine if I hit a ball that was say into your mouth? And I could not move your mustache because it is fixed and growing. <laughs> oh, no. It would be a loose impediment. Trust me. <laughs> Very quickly, it would become a loose impediment. These are rules that come into play in tournament play because the average guy on a Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning playing golf ain't going to care. You know, if I've got leaves in my way, I'm going to move them anyhow. You know, if I've got twigs in the way, I'm going to move it anyhow. If I've got one of those little little wiry bushes growing, you know, just the, the single, like a, a, a new tree or something, you know, the single little thing that's about two feet tall and it's about, you know, half an inch thick. And right. It's right by my ball. Uh, I apologize, but that'll be <laughs> one one tree that will never live to be a big one. Or I may just move the ball. You know, if I say, listen, I don't want to kill a tree, I'm going to move the ball. Give me a stroke and it's over. Um, There's just so many things, so many stupid things. I mean, there's no reason why I don't understand why the rule book for golf has to be as thick as it is. Well, I think they get a little too carried away with their own self-importance. I don't know. And I'll tell you why. Because I've read the decisions book as a rules official. There are so many scenarios that you have to come up with that makes it fair in competition and when i say fair i say fair to the player Uh and also fair to everybody else playing at the same time okay because there's a a, so many variations of what should be done under the scenario uh in terms of what happened and what's the ruling and what's the just thing to do what's right and just and they are always after what's right and just and they have come up with a million different scenarios where things happen. And then you, there's a reference for that. Uh-huh. And that decisions book is your reference book for the scenario that you're talking about. Huh. So the so, precedents have been set. Much that's l- right. These are things that have happened much that like- they have had to make rulings on. And then they yeah. make a decision on that. And then they print the thing up and they make it easy to, for me to find so that you could go, Hey, look at what happened to my ball. And yeah. this happened, and then that happened, and the other thing happened, and what should I be doing here? Yeah, much like the so, legal system. I, I got you. I understand. Right. Yeah, yeah. Understanding it and being a fan of it don't yeah. necessarily follow. Right, and that's you know, why I think that you kind of play by that sort of golf manifesto. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because that's, that's the essence of, of most players, and I can't be an advocate of that. I understand it. Uh-huh. But I'm a PGA member and I'm a rules official for tournaments and whatnot. And, right, yeah. And I'm always an advocate for the rules, yet here I am disagreeing with some. Because yeah. my opinion doesn't matter in my application of the rules. Yeah. And you probably have the – I don't like it. I mean I'm not going to follow it. The definitive parental moment too when you're out there. If anybody ever says, well, why do I have to do that? Your answer is simply because I said <laughs> so. I told you so. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I've had so many people ask me questions on the rules – and they don't want me to be correct. All I do is I just hold up the book. Yeah. 
I said, look, this is where it's all coming from. That's right. I'm just the guy who's reading it because you guys just don't open yours and <laughs> see words. So you call me on the phone and I open mine and I see words and I read them out loud. And you don't you like go. to it, hear what they have to say. I get right. that. Yeah. And, you know, we it, it sort of golf, I, I think, is, is a little a little harsh. Uh, we just play for fun. The basic rules we follow. But right. the ones that are going to penalize us and make it so that it's no longer fun to play, we're not going to follow. That's that's right. You know, I'll pick the ones I want. You pick the ones you want. We'll just agree on which ones we're going to follow and which ones we ain't going to follow, and we'll go from there. So let's. Well, that's why I call it sort of golf. Sort of golf. When we come right back, we'll talk about more rules you can follow, some you don't have to follow, some that are confusing, and uh, try to straighten it all out for you. We're on this weekend golf, guys. You're going to be playing a lot of golf. We got to get the rules down. Be right back. A lot of us are looking for a miracle. You know, we go out and we buy a $500 golf club thinking it's going to give us straighter, longer drives. We buy a $150 golf club thinking it's going to get us out of the sand traps more easily and more often. We buy $200 golf clubs just because we want to get closer to that pin. Well, you know, you don't need a $500 golf club of $200 golf club, $150 golf club. All you need is a $5 golf club because the problem may not be the club. It may be your grip. It may be your stance. It may be your ball position. It may be your swing plane. It could be anything that an expensive golf club is not going to fix, but a $5 golf club can fix because Jeff Smith is a genius and he will be able to guide you where you need to go. Check it out. $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. Five bucks a month. And it's SSO's Weekend Golf, guys. Back again. Jeff's got his rule book. I have shredded mine, burned mine, <laughs> buried mine. Actually, that was $14.95 that I decided I was never going to spend. Here's my question. I think this is a question a lot of people have. I can never keep it straight. Red hazard, yellow hazard. What's the difference? And why should I care? Because I'm just going to drop a ball on the fairway anyhow. They're they're different colors, John. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Why are they different colors? (laughs) Well... Because there's a different mixture of <laughs> yeah. colors. Okay. 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 He's, he's been, he just came from Lowe's, by the way, so uh, he knows all yeah. this color stuff. So Please. red indicates a lateral hazard, as in the over there. Uh-huh. Okay. And yellow kind of indicates, a they call it a water hazard, but a lot of people kind of look at it like it's a frontal hazard, like it's up in front of me. <laughs> okay. Like I have to cross it. Okay. Where a, a lateral hazard gives you the option of dropping to the side. And even on the other side is some of them, a couple club lengths, point of entry, you know, those kind of things. So they give you a little bit of different options. But the yellow hazard is usually for a hazard that you absolutely have to go over. Okay. Instead of being able to hit it around the side of it. Okay. To play the hole. There are more options on the red hazard than there are on the... Yellow is the ones with the drop zones, right? Yeah. And they'll put drop zones out there for that okay. because... There are people who struggle to get them over water for mostly a psychological reason. Um, So even water counts as a red hazard if it's on the side. Yeah. So that's that's why they name them. The the yellow one is named a water hazard. But truth be told is it's it's really kind of in in many people's viewpoint, a frontal hazard as in it must be crossed. Gotcha. Whereas a lot of lateral hazards, you don't have to cross that thing at all to play the hole. And so there's different dropping options and whatnot. Okay. Are the penalty strokes the same? Uh-huh. It's just that the options really are the okay. difference. What are the penalty strokes? Um, you, you know, one, one, and then you pull it, pull it out, and you get two club lengths. Okay. So think of it this way. You're paying one stroke uh-huh. to move it out of there two club lengths from the point that it last crossed the margin of the hazard. That brings me to my next question. Yes. No closer to the hole, by the way. Exactly, because that extra three, four inches might – you know, no, no, no. That, that that actually is kind of an important thing because let's let's look at it for a second on right. a ball that you hit over a pond. Uh-huh. It's a yellow hazard and it lands as in hits the ground uh-huh. on the other side of the pond. Right. Back into the water. That ball never came to rest on the other side of that hazard. Never navigated that hazard. Didn't stop over there. But the last point it crossed was actually over there. Right. Right. Yes. 
but you can't drop it over there because it's closer to the hole where the last point crossed the hazard. Closer to the hole. Can't go on the other side, drop it on the other side because it's closer to the hole. <laughs> so you got to go where it dr- crossed on this side of the hazard on your side and drop it over there. So, yeah, that's why the, the no closer to the hole thing kind of matters. Well, I but- made it over the water. I got it over. No, you didn't. I did. Just because I put some some fantastic spin on it, it rolled backwards. (laughs) Guess what? Didn't make it over the hazard, brother. (laughs) That's splitting hairs right there, buddy. No. Did you make it over the hazard or not? Answer is no. Where's your ball? It's back in there. Okay. It's in there, dude. (laughs) It didn't make it over. Do you realize how much money that's going to cost people who have psychological problems with water hazards? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm going to lose three balls on this thing, so I'm just going to give you $5 and go over the other side, okay? Sure. That I'll worked. Take the $5. <laughs> You're a lousy chipper anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm good. <laughs> the question I had is, is, is on um, navigation. You're playing a fairway, and completely down the side, the right-hand side of this fairway, all the way down, straight down, is a lake. You're on the tee. You hit the ball. It goes in the water. How do you determine at what point on the fairway it crossed into the hazard? You, you got to, you know, there's a, a place where everybody can kind of estimate because you're standing on the tee and you got your players all have a certain specific viewing angle, right? So if people are looking at that, the point where the ball last crossed the margin of the hazard, usually good golf courses have red paint on the grounds, yellow paint on the ground. And then you can determine approximately where the last point that that ball was in the air flying over that particular spot on the line. Right. And then you go to that particular spot on the line and Put yourself a nice little tee in the ground. Go get your driver out and then go mark off from that spot on the line, two uh-huh. club lengths and put another tee in the ground and drop it somewhere in there. Okay. Now my no uh, closer to the hole. Well, that, and that, that brings up this scenario. My yeah. ball is flying into the hazard at a 45 degree angle. Okay. Okay. If you were to go along the line of flight of the ball, then you would have to stay at that 45 degree angle. But what most people are going to do is they're going to pick the point that they determined the ball actually went into the hazard. And then they're going to come at 90 degrees straight out as far as they can, hopefully getting it close enough to, to fairway or to rough. That's not cut too high. Well, the the rule says that it's got to be two club lengths, no closer to the hole from that spot. Yeah. So that gives you an arc, you know, it gives you a place on that point, right? right? You can go, as far this way and as far that other way as you could possibly go uh-huh. without making that spot closer to the hole. What is drop it there? What is the scenario in which you can move the ball on a straight line back as far as you need to? That's a yellow hazard. A you yellow hazard. That. Right. Okay. You can go back. That's one of the options in a yellow hazard is to go there and go as far back as you want to, keeping that spot between you and the hole. So if the water is beside you, you though, you can't do that. Well, yeah, you can. Can you? Yeah, you can, but but the odds of that ever happening because the water's on the side. You've never so, seen me play recently. Well, right. But they let you go back as far on the other side of a Creek, right? If it's a, yeah. it's a Creek on the right side, you know, yeah. and if it goes in over here and then the Creek's over here and you want to drop it on the other side over there. Okay. That's taking that point and going as far back as okay. you want to. Because that, that but, did happen on, on a, on a hole. There was a par sure. five and there's a little about three foot wide Creek. Yeah. And the ball, my ball went over the Creek but it was pretty gnarly rough on the other side of the creek. Sure. So right. I just moved Because a back. lot of times the other side of the creek is usually not maintained. No, it's not usually maintained. Usually some trees and some junk and place you don't want to go. So that's not necessarily a common thing. Uh, it's, it's in the rules. But, I mean, okay. it's, it's not necessarily commonly used on a red hazard. That's why I said you'll see it on yellow hazard more because okay. more often than not, those frontal hazards, those yellow ones are right uh-huh. out there in front of you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's say it's a big hill that goes down into the hill, right? Frontal hazard, yeah. Right. And then you want to go back as far as you want so you could go all the way back up the hill until you can drop it back on the tee box in that par three that you just duffed into the water, right? (laughs) Right. Instead of going two club lengths, which would put you on a downslope, which means you're probably going to hit the next one in the water, Yeah. right? Yeah. So, But that's where you see it more often being used. The the rule applies in both places. Okay. 
But what you can't do is you can't double up on the ruling. You can't say, oh, well, I'm going to take that point and go two club lengths to the side, and then I'm going to go back as far as I want to. That's where they popped Tiger Woods a few years ago on the 13th hole at the Masters. No, the 15th hole at the Masters, where he strikes the flag stick and the ball comes back into the water. Uh huh. And then he takes the drop. He goes back as far as he wants to, but actually, in reality, he went to the side and then as far back as he wanted to. Uh-huh. But there was a rules official right on site. He was standing right there. And, and then they started to call it like he couldn't do that on the, on the television. And I'm like, wait a second. Time out. That's done. Yeah. The, the rules official said that's okay. Yeah. So apparently the rules official got it wrong. And then somebody other, some other rules official in the TV booth said, no, you can't do that. Problem is, is that the, the guy on site said, yeah, you can. So therefore he could, you know, you know the, there's a little, little mistake there. The idea of, of a, a rules official or a player uh, going to a rules official and getting a ruling and working from that ruling and having that ruling wrong is okay. Having the player do what the rules official told him was okay to do and then having that ruling reversed and penalizing the player for doing it wrong, that is not okay. That's exactly what just happened in the scenario I just talked about because they exactly. popped him for that. Exactly. Yeah. That is just not okay. It's not. Because if not you okay. tell me, if the umpire calls me safe, you're safe. Done. I'm safe. Unless they want to the do, if, if they want to do a uh, video replay and decide, well, that's fine, but tell me before they put me on third base. You know, don't let me go yep. call me safe at second and then let another play go and then suddenly say, wait a minute, he was out at second, so that doesn't count. No, no. Rulings stand once the player, at least that would, when they make yeah, me king done, of golf, that's going to be it. Once they make the ruling, they've made the ruling. Yeah. They got it wrong. They throw their hands in the air and go, oh, yeah, egg on my face. Sorry. Sorry. I'm a Oops. bad rules official. But they're, but they're trying to protect the entire field. Yeah. At the same time, they're trying to protect the player himself. And so I know why they reversed it, because they're trying to protect the entire field, right? Uh, and getting it right is supposed to be the, the ultimate thing here. Yeah. Okay, so they, they hurt one player, but they didn't hurt all the rest of them. Yeah, well. So I wanna... understand the, the decision. I just. I know how that works, but some of them should spend 40 minutes trying to, to uh, officiate a women's basketball game and then tell me how bad calls <clears throat> Never mind. That's a whole different can of worms I don't want to open right now. (laughs) We've got more time together. We're going to be talking more about rules and golf and how you should uh, deal with them and ignore them or follow them or whatever when we come right back. Don't move. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 of pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-554-4183 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-554-4183 to take your call now. Call 800-554-4183. That's 800-554-4183. Again, 800-554-4183. We have a small yet loyal following of junior golfers, 12 to 18-year-olds. I want to address myself to them right now. Listen, guys, girls, if you are serious about golf, there is a mom, there is a dad, there's a grandmother, a grandfather somewhere that are so psyched, but maybe they don't show it. They don't want to push, but they would love you to get involved in the game of golf. So why don't you go to them right now? Say, Mom, Dad, Grandpa, Grandma, I want to get better at this game. I want to get good at this game. I want to learn from a guy who has junior champions, high school, collegiate champions. He's even got a student who's kicking butt on the web.com tour, and it only costs five bucks a month, and I can learn at my own pace. And parents are going to be able to learn from their phones, which you know they don't drop out of their hands anyway. $5golfclub.com. 
Join for your kids' sake. It is us, those weekend golf guys, around some more. Uh, yeah, we're uh, complaining, whining. Yeah. Some people have said we're whining. We've been whining about the weather. Now let's whine about the rules. I'm John Ashton in studio. He's Jeff That's Smith. That's what you do. It's what I do. I do well, That's so I do it. It is Masters weekend. But again, because uh, our program is recorded a few days in advance, we have no idea who's leading. I'm kind of hesitant to join the crowd of people going, well, Tiger could win. He's, I mean, he's at 10 to 1. Along with Dustin Johnson and actually Justin Thomas is there. Jordan Spieth's at twelve to one. Right. I would think Jordan would have a much he'd, he'd be more apt to win than would Tiger after such a long layoff. But I have been wrong before, believe it or not. No, you're yeah. not admitting that, are yeah, you? There was that one time I thought I was wrong and I wasn't. What what we're talking about is rules and rules that confuse us and rules that you know tick us off and rules that we think are so stupid we don't pay attention to and then rules that. You know, we're so far back in the book, we've never even read them. And would come as a complete shock to know that they were rules. <laughs> yeah. We did finally clear up the difference between a red and a yellow hazard. Because I always wondered what the difference was. There is no difference in penalty. It's just, you know, it's still a stroke. But whether or it's not... It's how you deal with it. Yeah, it's how you deal with it. So there you go. Lost balls, stroke and distance. But again, it would make golf prohibitively expensive for many of us to do that. So we... Just basically say, okay, well, you know, I'll take the financial penalty for a lost ball and move along. Is it really golf? You say it's sort of golf, kind of golf, quasi-golf, whatever you're talking about. Um, Do you look askance upon somebody who you know will not follow all the rules when they tell you what what they shot? No. If they're trying to create a handicap for the purposes of getting into tournaments and playing against other people, then yes. Okay. Right. But if they're just shooting it and saying, you know, look, I just shot an 88. Yeah. And I know that they haven't seen the inside of a rule book since they were born and they don't know and they don't care. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, man, I hope you enjoyed your round of golf. That's it. You know, that's, I shot an 88. I took 88 look, it shots. It depends on the purpose, right? If somebody is out there trying to co- truly compete against other people, uh huh. And doesn't play by the rules of golf. He's essentially cheating other people who are playing by the rules of golf. Right. And if, so if, that's the point where I begin to say, man, we probably ought to play by the rules of golf here. And, and even if you're not playing against other people, you're cheating yourself when you come right down to it. I mean, you can, you can lie to yourself and say, I shot an 88, meaning I took 88 shots. Right. But you did not shoot an 88 because right. when you take the game as a whole, you got to figure in those balls that you lost and the ones that you had unplayable lies with and things like that. Yeah. You know, whether or not you have to count for your own edification, moving it out of a divot in the middle of a fairway or whatever, you know, I mean, that's just little stuff I don't think really matters much in the grander scheme of things unless we were competing for big bucks in a tournament. We're not competing for big bucks in a tournament. You can still ignore those little situations, I think, in my own humble yet nevertheless expert opinion. You know, as, as a rules official, you know, I always have to toe the party line here. Sure. But I understand. The truth is, is that I understand real golfers. Yeah. And it's a game. It's yeah, their relaxation. It's their enjoyment. It's yeah. their fun. They go out and, and they go. don't really care. They take a mulligan or a gimme or whatever they want to do that's mm-hmm. different. It will keep them playing again and again and again if they do it the way that makes them happy. Right. If, if somebody's out there cracking the rules whip at them all the time, all of a sudden they take away a little bit of the enjoyment of why they're there. Uh-huh. And so that is a fair question that you ask me as a golf professional. When do I kind of do I look at people differently? No, right. I want them to play golf. Yeah, exactly. USGA the time does it becomes it. A, yeah. Well, the USGA, they're charged with keeping the rules of the game and yeah. – and they're, they're charged with it under the, the auspices of we have to do this for the purposes of competitive sport. Yeah. And they're not a profit or they're, they're a not for profit organization. They've never had to turn a profit at a golf course. Right. So those those kind of scenarios do not come into their thought process when they worry about whether or not they're making the game more fun or less fun. Well, now I, I, I a little I take issue with that and I'm not the USGA because They've just changed the rules to be more golfer friendly, okay. more player friendly, more take the hassle away from it because something's a, a little bit of a ridiculous thing, right? 
like having to leave the, you know, making you take the flag stick out of the hole. They yeah. let you leave the thing in now. The, you know, changing it so that, you know, the time spent looking for golf balls. They're trying to make it so that the regular golfer sees this as not as punitive. They ease that up. So I really think that they had the, to really give it an awful lot of consideration okay. to the regular golfer. All right. I defer to you. Um, on this. Still not <laughs> going to be happy with him, but that's okay. Razor, 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 All right. Okay. Rules, schmools. Get yourself a book. Read them all. Use the ones you like. That's... Get the big print version. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quicker read. Hey, it's John, did you read. know about the rule book? They actually have three different colors of print in there. No, I did not know that. Why? I know. Because you don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to read it. I got guys like you. I go, hey, Jeff, what's, what do what's you do here? Deal? Yeah, what's the deal here? <laughs> That's right. There <laughs> you go. Every time you ask me that, the answer is you owe me five dollars and let's move on. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Cost me a lot of money, but boy, do I score well. Um, <laughs> let me talk about scoring well. You can do that through the auspices of Mr. Jeff Smith. Jeff, you're teaching like everywhere. Yeah. We can't I mention mean, the whole PGA deal yet, can we? I've been in Florida, I've been in Las Vegas, I've been uh, in, in Kentucky. Uh, and, and I'm here in Columbus, Indiana. I mean, it's just, I'm up in Indianapolis now. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's. There are a lot of people in a lot of places getting a lot better because they are uh, studying the techniques. And what's the official name of what you do again? You mean the, the, the way of ascertaining what a person should do? Yes. Uh, I use the bioswing dynamics testing. Okay. It helps me as an instructor know what you are built to do. Right. So that way I would work with you in the way that you work best. Because I see all these guys on TV now about, hey, I will show you the perfect swing. Well, that's great. Maybe you will show me the perfect swing, but that's not going to guarantee that I'm going to be able to do it. Even if I learn how to do it, doesn't guarantee I can do it. Right. Doesn't guarantee I can't do it without hurting myself. Hey, there are things that you could train yourself to do, but it may not be the most powerful. May not be the most repeatable. And we don't want to get into that whole muscle memory discussion again like we did last week, but we understand yeah. where you're coming from with that. Right. I have a suggestion, $5golfclub.com, because Jeff has put together a masterful series of video training. Um, and you know how we came up with the name? Because it costs $5 a month. Uh, yeah, because we want to be cheap about it. You know, $5 a month. Now, there is a $27 a month level. There is a $97 a month level where you can, if you want to get real serious and you want to get real into it and you want Jeff to work with you one-on-one, uh, and, you know, spend time exclusively with you, that can be done. You don't pay for it because Jeff is like that. He doesn't do anything cheap except the $5 golf club. Some great videos there. I mean, I have done nothing but watch those videos, and my I've, I've dropped about 12 strokes average. So I actually shoot around 80. You count yeah. them all? I count them all. Play by the rules? I, well, I play by the rules. I know. <laughs> That's why I, I keep, gotta hit a ball. I keep myself ignorant on purpose. <laughs> Wait, I was supposed to take a stroke for that. I didn't know that. Right. So seventy-eight. <laughs> <laughs> so just check it out. Five dollargolfclub.com. Some guy came to me the other day and he says, Can I get a, a free trial? I went, man, it's five bucks. You know? You're going to spend more than that at Starbucks. You ever go into Starbucks and say, can I have a uh, can I have a free sample of your coffee? 16 ounce free trial? Yeah. No, it's five bucks. So you don't like it, quit. You don't have to. I mean, there's no contracts or anything like that. It's, it's a month-to-month deal, and if you pay five bucks and you don't like it or you learn everything you need to know in the first month or whatever, leave. Good for you. Yeah, leave. You want to stay? Stay. You want to get better? Join $5 Golf Club. Dot com. Check it out. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com is a website which you can get us uh, anytime, day or night, 24-7. Also, check us out anywhere podcasts are available at uh, Apple. They changed iTunes now to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, uh, Soon iHeart, uh, Audioboom.com, or again, just write on thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Uh, if you would like to to help support us, which would be great, somebody needs to. Yeah, we'd love it. You can go to patreon.com 
It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash golf guys. And uh, check out, uh, we'll give you like, you know, commercial free versions of the show early and some video outtakes. Like you'd probably get to see the video of what we're doing right here, right now. And some video of us playing when the weather actually gets warm enough to go play. So we'll be doing that too. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash golf guys. Uh, or facebook.com slash golf guys or follow us on Twitter at WKND golf guys. That is all the shameless self promotion. It's actually warm enough this weekend. We're going to play some golf after our first of the season live shows tomorrow, locally here in Louisville, 1450 AM, 96.1 FM or anytime online. Those weekend golf guys. Jeff. Thank you, man. Always great. Have some fun. Have yourself a great week. Happy Masters weekend. Go, Justin. See you next week. Go play some golf. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 of pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-554-4183 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-554-4183 to take your call now. Call 800-554-4183. That's 800-554-4183. Again, 800-554-4183. I got an email just the other day. Guy said, John, how much does it cost to join $5 Golf Club? Yeah, that's what I said too. $5, hence the name, $5 Golf Club. All right? It's not just $5 to get in and then we hit you with more. No, $5 this month, next month, and every month that you feel you need to become a member and stay a member to get to where you want to be in your golf game. Whether you want to break 100, break 90, break 80, break 70, whatever your number is, Jeff Smith has the videos there now and new videos coming every week that will help you accomplish that goal. Okay? $5golfclub.com. Use the number $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. $5 a month. Phenomenal golf instruction at a ridiculously low price. That's us, $5golfclub.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.